0: Hey, this is Chip with The Real Dirt. On today's Dirt, I have an Instagram personality, Chef Anna with the Pot. Now, I've been following Chef Anna for a while. I love his feed. He goes around to like Walmarts and grocery stores and gives people weed. His typical MO is he walks up behind someone when they're not looking and says, oh, hey, you dropped this, man. Here's some weed. And just the responses they get are great. But I, I just really love what he's doing. You know, the, the social movement of it all, the culture of cannabis that's portrayed in his Instagram site and what he's doing out in public It's just, it's just awesome. Years ago, I got involved with these people down in Gainesville, Florida doing doobie tosses and that was Murley, the doobie tosser. You can look him up. And these guys lived in this old mill section of town called Fort Ganja. We would go down there and they'd have this party where we would roll up a thousand joints and then go toss them, you know, in this public park. And Everybody showed up for for Murley's doobie toss. Well, of course, Murley gets arrested for it because he's just this kind of odd, like redneck Hindu type guy in Florida. And he gets arrested for it and, you know, really promotes cannabis and, and through his whole trial and, and uh, arrest, really used it for a positive movement with cannabis and at the time back in florida in 1994 or something like if you were throwing out joints man wow you were cutting edge now to see uh chef anna do it man he does it in such this cool way it just seems so normal you know as i got to look at his site he, it's more than just him handing out weed he's promoting auto flowers he has some some auto flower stuff and we'll get into all that in this episode i'm really looking forward to talking to chef anna We're going to hear all about it, man. We're going to hear all about it. So if you like this episode, please download others at iTunes, The Real Dirt Podcast. You can also check us out on Facebook, The Real Dirt Podcast, as well as, uh, you know, just drop me a line, man. Check us out at uh, TheRealDirtPodcast.com, RealDirt.com. And we have uh, newsletters and, you know, information all the time that's going out. And if you ever have an episode that you're interested, hey, let me, let me know about it, man. So, uh, yeah, man, here it goes. Here's our great episode with Chef Ann. I want you to sit back, roll up the largest joint you can, fire it up, and get the real dirt. This episode of The Real Dirt is proudly sponsored by Green Bros. With harvest time right around the corner, I always like to recommend my favorite harvest products, whether it's scissors, bags, or whatever. But I know a lot of you listeners are probably in a bigger grow right now and are chopping down your huge plants, or maybe just like a shit ton of small plants. And uh, You're getting ready to hang them dry. Well, unless you have a full-on trim team ready to go Then you're gonna need some sort of automated trimming device some sort of trimming machine now I know before you start going off on me advocating anything other than hand trim You know sometimes just the the necessity of scale or if you're a one-man operation requires you to have a machine trim product and the green bros trimmers just make it so easy Talk to any of my staff at Cultivate Colorado or Cultivate OKC or shoot us a message on our website, CultivateColorado.com or CultivateOKC.com and get a free demo if you aren't convinced that the machine trimmers can work for you. Now it's time to get into the real dirt. Hey, this is Chip with The Real Dirt, and on today's Dirt, I have uh, one of my favorite Instagram personalities, cannabis personality, Chef Anna with the pot. Say hey, Chef.
1: Yo, what's up, man? appreciate you
0: for having me. Oh, man. thanks for being on. I love your Instagram. You go around giving people weed and you you're really like <laughs> changing like oh man the social norms of it all and you you give weed to people in grocery stores and Walmarts and just like normal places man How, how did you come up with this idea?
1: Yeah, well, first off, I can't say the w word anymore the uh, anymore in Walmart. Um, I got a little uh, email about that. So I have to say grocery store or supermarket. But um, really, that just came <laughs> randomly, man. Uh, a friend of mine, um, my, my friend Chris, rest in peace. We used to always go out in public just kind of interacting with strangers, just being real silly, um, you know, trying to make people smile, make people make us smile. That's a real popular thing now with a lot of influencers, whether it be YouTube or Instagram, you see their content is based on getting reactions from random strangers. But um, I hadn't really seen anybody doing it necessarily with cannabis or weed in the way that I was doing it. So um, it was just something that I I picked up to do in my spare time. Um, I grow, but um, we're moving to a new growth space. So I wasn't growing at the time. So I was like, I need something to keep people watching my page. And so I just kind of went out, started doing that. People liked it. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since
0: you were doing this type of stuff you know spoofing people in public so so to speak before instagram or before cannabis
1: oh man like i'm talking about all the way back to middle school man like we we used to just go out in public and just act silly, man. Like, I, I say it all the time. Like, sometimes when I get back up with that group of friends, I say, if, if YouTube can't, we were just a generation too soon. Mm-hmm. If YouTube was around back when we were younger doing that and we were filming that, we would have been huge. You know what I mean? Like, we, I've been doing stuff like this for a long time. So it's cool to kind of watch it all come full circle.
0: Where'd you grow up, Chef?
1: I grew up in Detroit. Shout out to my city, Detroit, Michigan.
0: I can imagine you as a young hooligan rolling around the streets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was uh, it was all in good fun, though. Like that was kind of our way of keeping out of trouble, though. We might have uh, pushed it a little bit sometimes and messing with people. Um, you know, it was all in good fun. We never hurt anybody. We never take from anybody or anything like that. And I think that kind of shows through in my current antics or my current bids where I'm, uh, like you said, giving away weed to people in public, um, you know, whether they want it or not. Just kind of presenting it. And you see it's all in good fun. Something to make people happy.
0: What's your favorite interaction when when you've been doing this type of thing by giving cannabis to people?
1: man i've been anybody that's been following me and watching it i've been looking for an old lady i've been looking for grandma for so long like i've been mm-hmm. walking up to old ladies, you know, <laughs> grandma you smoke weed and most of them say no but they're always super nice to me and kind hearted and i always said one of these days we gonna get grandma and just recently i did a walmart stash where i hit a couple ounces of weed in a. am sorry a supermarket stash i gotta stop <laughs> saying that, word, where i hit a couple ounces of weed in the supermarket i come across a, a, a couple older um uh, ladies And they were so curious about it that they snatched it out of my hands. Like I have to send you the video uh, if you haven't seen it. They snatched it out of my hands and I knew she was going to take it because she never would let me get it back. She was smelling it. She was excited, but she was nervous. She was nervous to take it. Like she thought she would get in trouble. And I'm like, yo, that's only like an eighth of weed. Like, you know, a lot of people in my state still don't know that we're recreational. You can have up to an ounce of weed on your person. So I had to reassure her that it was okay, that she could take it. And um, she took it. And that was probably my favorite one so far
0: Uh, yeah man michigan's been going off man it's they've got some really great great laws there uh, and it's all just started happening Are, are you are you seeing shops pop up left and right or tell me what the scene is like in in detroit or michigan now
1: yeah we've had shops for a while now because we've been um medically you know illegal so we've had dispensaries for quite a while now we still don't have free stores where you don't where you don't need the car to go in I think that is going to come in 2020 Um, but the biggest change and the most important change to me is that every resident can now have up to 12 plants in their home so every resident can grow 12 marijuana plants in their home and that's the most exciting thing about it to me and i'm seeing a lot of people jumping on board and starting to grow their own um, weed at home as they should i think everybody on the planet should i mean of course you want to go out and try some different things sometimes maybe buy some here and there but for the most part, if you're spending more than a couple hundred dollars on weed per month, you're, you're doing it wrong. If you're in a legal state, you need to go ahead and grow your arm.
0: Yeah, I also own grow stores. Cultivate Colorado, Cultivate Oklahoma City, and um, we have seen such a huge resurgence in the past year between Michigan and Oklahoma for home growers. You know, people buying grow tents. Like, it's hard to get a grow tent right now. You know, uh, it, and and uh, I mean we we've got them on back order. We hustle them. We have some in stock, but like, you know, here in Oklahoma. Just in ten months, almost two hundred thousand people have got their medical prescription. So it's just exploding with people new to cannabis that are interested in growing your own. Because man, you know, everybody who's ever smoked a joint has had that thought. Oh man, I can I can grow this shit, man. <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely, man. And like, that's been something that, you know, my friends and I, ever since we first started smoking, we always wanted to grow weed. I've had a couple friends. friends, um, shout out to my homie Dennis. Um, he was one of the first people that I ever saw. He had a tent in his closet, a small little closet, small tent, I think maybe two or three plants. And it was just amazing to like watch that happen. And like, ever since then, I always knew like whenever I got my own situation and own, you know, setup and responsibilities, I knew I was going to grow my own cannabis. It was just, it was happening one way or another.
0: You promote autoflowers. You're in the, the seed business. Is that correct?
1: Not specifically. I wouldn't say I promote autoflowers, but it is all I grow. Um, you know, I am a champion of growing autoflowers in terms of um, I tell people it is the future of home growing. Now, that's my opinion, but it's something I, I feel strongly about. Um, you know, I was just a regular guy when I started growing cannabis. I didn't I, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not the smartest man in the world. I just took a seed, put it in some dirt and got a cheap light and got started. You know what I mean? But for the way that and cannabis grows, it's perfect for the person that has a job, for the person that's working 40 plus hours a week that doesn't have the type of time to dedicate to a full room of uh, plants. You can grow a couple small plants that don't even take that much maintenance and get them harvested in less than 90 days, good quality cannabis 90 days or less from seed. So um, it's something that I really think is going to, once it really gets out there on the mainstream stage, it's going to take over for home growers.
0: Now, Chef, I I heard this rumor. I'm not sure if it's true, that you lost your job because you were growing autoflowers.
1: Mm-mm, I didn't lose my job. I got rid of my job. I got fired for growing a weed plant on my
0: desk. So what kind of job was this? What kind of job was this? Where were you?
1: I was working in sales and advertising. So, um, you know, marketing, advertising, sales. So we would sell, you know, ads to companies all over the world. So I have a sales background, a marketing um, background, advertising background for years, like in my in my private in my personal life for years, talking about a decade. Um, but it was getting to the point where, man, like I worked for, I've been working for people for a long time. Then I have this thing on the side that that is generating so much interest, so much uh, so much engagement, so much feedback that I know if I put time um, into this side of it, I can really take it somewhere. So that was something I kind of crossed. It was like a crossroads for me. It was literally a crossroads. My job world, my chef Anna world, they came to a crossroad literally because I brought my chef Anna world and my job world together by starting the weed plant on my desk. And the whole goal was to see how long I could grow it before uh, before upper management found out. And uh, <laughs> got got pretty far because they were pretty uh, you know hands off. So needless to say. Um, that was a pretty cool experience, man. Like I don't know anybody else that can say that, you know. So that's a one of a, a time thing, and I'm all in
0: it. Tell me how the incident went when they approached you because you were growing weed, uh, <clears throat> growing cannabis the, at your desk. Well,
1: it was a, it was more of a word of mouth thing. Like nobody ever saw the plant. Like you would have to. I did a tell I did a teller um, podcast. Shout out to TGI Freddy podcast. I did a teller on that podcast. Uh, Because people wanted to know, like, how did you get away with growing a plant at your desk for that long? And I had to tell the people it was because management was disconnected. Nobody ever came to speak to me. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm literally at a desk by myself. I got managers that I work within 20 feet of. I'm talking 20 feet radius. You see what I'm saying? Like so, if you can't, so if I can get away with something like that, man, like you already know that I'm not even in the place that I'm supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So like, it was really a was like a word of mouth thing. I think a couple of people started seeing some Instagram posts. My page was getting bigger. That paid that particular post of me growing the plant at my desk got a lot of traction. And um, so they had come over. I had got tipped off. They had come over, and uh, you know I'd already took the plant out. But they, had, you know, confronted me about the picture. I owned up to the picture, and uh, you know they told me that they would have to make a decision. And um and that was that you know I had it uh, of course I was recording the whole time if anybody knows me I got my anivision glasses on so I was recording the whole thing I put the video out it's still there for anybody to go see uh, so that was a crazy event and um I liked it I love it it's one of a kind and I got fired for growing weed at my desk
0: what's up. I will say that I give you the uh the award of getting fired at your weed at your desk for growing weed. I'll give you that. <laughs> no one I haven't given that award yet away, but like <laughs>
1: uh, I'm in talks with Guinness. I'm trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records, so I'm waiting for them to return my call. We'll see. <laughs>
0: man, let's, let's, let's talk about the weed. Let's talk about the auto flowers, Cause you know, this is something that, that really is a resurgence here. I mean, people have been growing them for years, but it's really had a resurgence the past couple of years. Everyone in Oklahoma seems to be growing it, but man, I'm going to confess. I, I don't quite see why really you should grow them inside. I see outside why you should grow them, but tell me what, what's going on with autoflowers. Tell me why I should be growing them for my personal use inside.
1: To address that, the inside thing, I'm up here in Detroit, so we got a brutal winter coming and I want to be able to grow year round so we can only grow outdoors a couple months out of the year up here. Mm -hmm. So that would be the number one reason for indoor. Number two, they are generally shorter to medium sized plants, so they're perfect for indoor situations, perfect for smaller closets, perfect for smaller tents easy to move around, real easy to manage. They don't uh, need a flipping light cycle to begin flowering. So you don't have to worry about light leaks ruining your crop or ruining your plants, anything like that. It's almost foolproof. And for you, like, like I tell everybody, I'm not here to convince anybody what they should be growing or what they shouldn't be growing. I tell people why I grow them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I grow them for all of those reasons. It's almost foolproof. You know what I mean? From seed to harvest, it's almost foolproof. They're super resilient and it's very hard to mess up. Like you're not going to have any issues with light. I can keep a full rotation in the same space since I'm not worried about different light cycles. I leave my lights on 24 hours and I run 24 hour cycles, which allows me to have plants flowering and vegging in the same space. That's not something you can do um, with photos. Now, is that a pro or a con? That's up to you to decide. But for me, that's a pro in the, in the style that I grow. So, um, and I think that just when I look at my life and how I got started, man, coming home from work, um, sometimes you might not be able to get into your garden. So when you can't, you know, I know people that grow photos that can't water at a certain time because it's dark in there they got to wait till the
0: night, you know what I mean?
1: Like at midnight, I can go flip, I can go into the, to the grow room. Um, the lights are on, I can do whatever I need to do whenever I need to do it. So it's really just perfect for my style and my life and um, and I know it's a lot of people out there like me, and I say it's perfect for y'all to do. Jump on that auto way.
0: Can you just grow them in the corner? Do they require the same amount of light as 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 uh, photos? Like, it's the same thing, right?
1: It's the same thing, man. It's like it's like a cousin. Me and my cousin are the same. We both humans. We just got two different lineages. You know what I'm saying? But we're both identical. If you look at the both of us, we probably have a lot of the same features. We look exactly alike. That's all it is. It's a cousin. It's a cousin in the cannabis world. You know what I mean? And they, they don't require a different life cycle to flower. And the dope thing about it is a lot of readers are out here crossing that ruderalis or that sort genetic into some of the best indica and sativa strains uh, on the planet. So what you have is the best indica and sativa strains on the planet now switching into auto flower where it's the same genetic, but it's just now not going to change its life cycle or, or its flowering cycle based on the life. It's going to be based on the age. Um, again, that might not be a pro for somebody that's got a whole farm or, or a whole warehouse or something like that. But for a home grower, if you're trying to grow 12 plants or less, it's absolutely perfect, especially once you get them on a good rotation. You can get it to, to a place where you got to harvest every other month. You know what I'm saying? Or, or every month, depending on how you do the rotation. So um, I think it's a, like I said, it it will. I say it will change the face of homegrown once it goes mainstream. Watch, mark my work.
0: Right. No, it's, it's already started to happen, even commercially, man. So, so for the, the, the people out there who don't quite follow what we're talking about is most cannabis plants are triggered by a, of, to flower by a photo period of 12 hours or something around there of darkness. And with autoflowers, a trait has been bred into them where they flower over time. So, you know, once every so you just plant the seed and it starts to veg, it goes into flower at just some point um, and it has a set number of days for the crop. It's 70 or 90 days. Right. Do do you have an average time these things pull or are they all different different times?
1: That's general. I would say 65 to 90 is a nice general and in the in the right uh, environment, you know, colder temperatures, they'll grow longer and colder temperatures. I've seen them go 100 plus days, 120 days. But as long as you got the right environment anywhere between 65 and 90 days you would say is a safe bet.
0: So okay, so you have these hybrids of autoflowers that are crossed with normal photos. Like when you plant those seeds out, do you get any photos out of it or is it just all autoflower?
1: Now, I don't dabble in that and uh, in, in crossing photos and autos together, but it would be just like any other breeding. You would take the take the auto, take the photo, cross them, the offspring of those you grow out and the uh, the ones that have the autoflowering trait, you isolate those and keep breeding that autoflowering trait into those. The ones that still need light to trigger, you grow them out, give them away, do whatever you want with them. But you basically in that, you're basically breeding that trait into into the sativa or the indica over time. Now that's not something that I've um, started doing yet. My um, plan, I like autoflowers, and when I start the breeding program, it'll be auto to auto. I don't really, you know, I may dabble with a photo like outdoor and, and pollinate it. Um, but I'll pretty much be crossing auto to auto, some of the best auto genetics in the world.
0: So tell me what you're growing now.
1: Right now, I'm in a transitional period. I got a couple things growing right now, though I always got to keep some plants growing. So I got a couple pink Panama plants growing from Mephisto Genetics um, in my side closet. But I'm in the process of renovating a 10 by 12 room in my basement, um, attached adjacent to which will be my grow studio, photo, vid- photo video. Uh, I'm going to have a, a bar with, with the desk so I can do um, you know promo and products and whatnot. And it's crazy watching it all come together. Anybody that's following me on Instagram, you can kind of watch me build that. I call it the grow space of my dreams. Um, but that's really what I'm doing right now. So I don't have any full runs going, but I can't wait to get back to growing a full run of plants. I don't know what I'm going to plant once I get this room finished.
0: What's been your favorite auto flower so far?
1: With autos, it's all about the genetics. Like a lot of people have bad experiences with them I hear They'll reach out to me and say, you know, they, you know the plant wasn't strong. Or All I know is if you got good genetics, you can produce quality quality weed in, in the auto flower form. So I like all Mephisto genetics for the most part. Um, Night owl seeds. I like that. BSB Top Shelf. I mean, there's so many breeders out there now, all the way down from the large scale, all the way down to like the mom and pop style breeder, man. There's so many out there. And um, so so uh, if you are unfamiliar with all those, just get out there and do a quick search. man. You're going to come across everybody or you can come to Chef Anna, check it out. Um, I can get you some seeds or something, you know, some little program that I'm working on.
0: Man, this is so interesting to me. I'm, I'm glad we got a chat here. I'm mean, let's let's take a little quick break. I need to I need to roll up some weed here and then and, and we need to get a little sponsorship going on. So yeah, hey, just sit sit back for a second and uh, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's just about harvest time, and I know some of you have even started to chop some plants down and hang them up to dry. Well, it doesn't matter if you've got a large-scale operation or just as uh, you and a mom and pop, you need a trim machine. Man, I understand hand trim is considered the best way to go, but sometimes you just can't do that, or sometimes a trim machine gives a little aid in finishing out your crop. So if you're interested in a trim machine of any type, especially the Green Bros trim machine, give us a call at Cultivate OKC or Cultivate Colorado. You can even check us out at CultivateColorado.com or CultivateOKC.com. Now, some of you might think the quality goes down with machine trim product and to tell you the truth in the past we definitely saw some mangled buds but now most of the commercial operations and most of the small mom and pop operations are using a, a machine trimmer or looking into one so check out the green bros trim machine today you know man i've, I've been around weed my whole life i've been around cannabis most of my life and, and all my humble friends they they down the auto flower quality can we can we talk about that
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh in my experience, if you have good genetics, good uh skills, good environment, you get good quality weed, man. I get my weed tested, you know, I have I have that uh, THC percentages everywhere from 18 up to 27% THC. You know what I mean? So like and you look at if I, if I were to go to the dispensary, sometimes I look on the shelf and then again, here we go. I'm not this is what I tell people. I'm not a scientist, man. Like the percentage of THC or whatever that doesn't necessarily, in my world, mean anything to me because sometimes I smoke weed yeah, that's right. supposed to be high in THC, and then I felt like I've been higher with weed that was twenty one percent. You know what I mean? Like, no, it, like absolutely. I know the factors involved. So all I say is, if you're a good grower, get some good quality autoflower genetics and grow a plant. And if you grow this autoflower strain that's good genetics and your good conditions, with your good skill and it's not quality, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm growing good quality weed, so I can only speak for what I'm doing. And, um, and I'm looking at the people that, that follow me and are on the auto wave too, and they're growing good quality weed at home. And they're all realizing like, oh, okay. Yeah. People say autos is, uh, is bad. Maybe the last time they grew an auto was 1998. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know when the last time they grew an uh, autoflower was. I don't know what their situation was. But um, if you come over here and smoke with me, I promise you we'll be high. I promise you my weed smell good. I promise you it looked good. Um, that's the thing. Check out some of my videos. When I walk up to people in the, in the supermarket... And I showed him my jar of weed. It's this one particular guy where he's like, damn, look at all the crystals on that Damn, Like people really say that when they look at my shit, they look at my shit. That right there lets you know it looked good. Like it ain't no everyday shit. Like they double look at my shit like, damn, you know what I'm saying? And I'm growing auto. So then you don't know the difference. I don't walk up to them and tell them, hey, this is auto flower. You want to try it? You want some weed? They take it, Go. they go home, they smoke weed, they don't know the difference. And I promise you, if we did a taste test, if we did the Pepsi test with some auto flowers and some photo periods, you'll be high all the way across the board.
0: Dude, I, I, I love this idea. I think this is the perfect thing for us to do. I'll show up, Some. we'll, we'll meet up someplace, I'll have some photos, you can have some autos. And, and we'll uh, do some blind taste tests.
1: We'll play three card Monty, but we'll just shuffle them all <laughs> totally. around.
0: Oh, that's perfect. We'll
1: shuffle them all around and then just start rolling them up and we'll see if we can figure out which ones are photos and which ones are
0: photos. That's a good <laughs> idea. Oh, I, I love it, man. So, man, you're, you're you, I, I really do like your you know you know, I'm a marketer, I'm a salesperson, I'm a business person and, and, and I love cannabis. And and I've been following your, your Instagram uh, account and Do you have a marketing background? Yeah, you said you were in sales, but did you study marketing? How did you come up with this, this Instagram idea?
1: Yeah, I do I have a marketing and advertising background. I've been in that industry for almost 10 years. Um, so when it comes to Creating ads when it comes to creating content that's engaging, that drives action, that that causes people to respond, that 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 brings up emotion in people. I've been doing that for almost all of my life. Um, on a, in a lot of different facets in music, you know what I mean, and um, a photo video. And now it's just cannabis. I'm bringing all of that talent and skill that I've had. And um, and it's coming together on this cannabis platform. The Instagram started from nothing. I tell everybody that all the time. And I was just a guy documenting his growth. I don't really write shit down like that. So I use my Instagram page to take a picture of day one, day two, day three, so I can go back and watch my plants grow. Like I didn't have, you know, uh, know any apps or whatever at the time. And people just started following me over time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Once I got to kind of like 2,000, 3,000 followers without trying, this is without actually advertising. This is without being on the camera. This is literally just me taking pictures of plants. So it's no me. It's no personality involved um, other than like my captions. And I saw people following that. And I'm like, oh, okay. If I actually put some like me, some personality, some creativity into this, I can actually build this into something. I need to kind of like, it wasn't always Chef Anna. that name is probably... A year and a half, two years old, you know what I mean? Like, but I've been doing this almost four years. The, the Instagram page is about four years old. Um, I was Autoflowers Anonymous when I first started. That was the Autoflower page, Autoflowers Anonymous. And I changed it to Chef Anna and, um, you know, created a logo, um, kind of created the personality and, and ran with it. And I said, you know, I've been uh, doing that ever since.
0: I know you mentioned that you'd gotten a letter from Walmart earlier, but have you gotten any like a lash back from Instagram or, or do you do, I don't know if you do Facebook at all, or have you been you know thrown off? Yeah, all the time.
1: Um, who are Them, um, universal music. Who else? A few, like like all the time, man. I used to play music. They wouldn't let me do that. Um, Instagram all the time. Instagram sends me little threats all the time about shutting my page on. If I do this, if I do that. Um, but that's not just me either. That's the entire cannabis community entire the, right all now. Of us, of all of us. Yeah, a lot of people are feeling that. Uh, I used to feel like it was only me, like, you know, but uh, cause I would always be that abandoned block. But that's kind of happening across the board now. But who cares? I mean, like, if they take the page down, I'll start another page. Like, you know, it's, it's like it doesn't it's, it's digital. Like, you know, Chef Anna is me. Chef Anna is not the Instagram page. So if that page goes away, I just make another page. Boom.
0: And we keep it moving. We start all over. I mean, we live in this free country, supposedly, where we can say anything we want. And I'm not saying go buy weed for me. I'm not saying I got weed on sale. You know, we, we're, we're, we're not doing any of that. It's just education. And with my grow sites, you know, cultivate Colorado, of course I'm selling equipment. Yeah, man, we get stereotyped all the time. We get uh, thrown out of Things all the time. Um, I've had a lock on my followers for, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 days right now, to where my followers haven't grown at all. And I normally get like one or 200 people a week uh, that follow me. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, sh- I-, I should have had 800 people. Follow me in the past month. And, you know, we haven't, we've actually lost a couple of, um, you know, subscribers, followers. Yeah. And this
1: is, I've been seeing the same thing. And, uh, but see, the thing is, I've been doing social media for a long time. I had a popular Twitter account. I won't say the name. Some people might know it, but I, I built a Twitter account that had, 25 30 000, um followers i had a, a, a myspace account back when myspace was first out that had fifty thousand. some with some music type of stuff you know what i mean so like i'm i've been used to kind of figuring out ways to get engagement even with mine like i'll would know, be stuck at certain numbers for a while but you got to come up with ways to get around those algorithms like i'll come up with um you know follower appreciation nights where you know you have people share your stuff like you know you got to do stuff like that just come up with ways outside the box like you can't Look at Instagram and be like, you know, all oh, Instagram isn't showing anybody my, you know, my stuff. Who are you showing your stuff to? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, you got to get your stuff out. There, so you got to come up with it. And I'm not saying you specifically. I'm talking. No, about No, no, I, I get
0: it. I get it. Start parsing on me, chef man. God, I'm t- trying to do a better <laughs> job, bro. Nah, nah, nah.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, I'm trying to like let y'all know, like we just got to come up with better ways or different ways, you know, more creative ways to get the stuff seen because they're not gonna. I realize with this last band, like usually, like you said, I've come off a band where um, I'll be only getting you know one or two followers a day, um, and then when you get off your band, you're getting back to your hundred or whatever followers a day. Now that I'm off my band, I'm still not getting any followers, and that's when I realized, okay, they definitely changed the game up. Like it's like the good old days are over. Like you got to come up with other ways to
0: get seen. You know, I know we we talked about you being a cannabis personality or an influencer. Is, is there is there some economy behind your your Instagram account, or you, are you doing business in some way?
1: Yeah, I got Grow Like Chef. The Grow Guide is on Amazon. Um, we got like uh, our Amazon store. We get traffic from that. Twitch streaming, you know, revenue from that, uh, you know, uh, different ways. I got a media kit that I'm getting ready to put out. So I'll be doing promotions um, in, in ways that I haven't seen other people doing. I'll be doing promotions for brands and businesses. And um, I'm excited about that. So now that I'm doing it full time, I'll really be able to show you guys, um, you know, what I can do in terms of turning this up, turning this lane up, turning this whole auto flower wave up, the cannabis industry. I'm going to flip it all upside down
0: you go to any cannabis events? Or are you just local or
1: just local for the most part? I want to start getting out there and going to some events, but I'll shoot you straight and be candid with you. Like I'm not an events, but like when I go to, once I get to an event, I don't know if it's just me, but like after a couple minutes, I'm ready to go back home and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or like, but I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of times it's not a whole lot to do. Um, That's why I'll give you a sneak peek, man. I will. I, this will be locally at first. Maybe it'll turn into something bigger. Um, it'll be locally at first, but I'm going to start doing my own cannabis events up here. And um, it's going to be unique. It's going to be different. I have not seen anybody doing what I have planned. It's going to be cannabis events where it's actually some stuff to do, where it's actually mm-hmm. fun, where it's actually a party, where it's actually turned up. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait to unveil that. That's going to be crazy. So um, events, you know, that's that's something we'll be dabbling in. And um, I'm excited to kind of show you all what I got planned for that as well.
0: Yeah. This new cannabis culture that we're developing right now. Cause you know, before it was all, I grew up mostly in Northern California and it's, it's a bunch of white guys that, that you know, want to be Rasta cause we're all super stoned up there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there, there's the, then there's the California weed culture. And so there's this whole like white Rasta, North cow beach culture that's been like, you know, my cannabis culture. I mean, I I grew up when I was a kid in in Georgia, there's not much cannabis culture there, but we're really developing a new culture now with these, these ability for it to be, have events like we're talking about, right. To have like a tasting or a cannabis party of some sort or, you know, cannabis Olympics. And, you know, we really get this opportunity to develop a culture that's not just you know gangster drug drug dealer oriented um, mm-hmm. cuz that was also like part of our previous culture as we everyone was drug dealer they were gangsters so to speak they were all outlaws for sure yeah now i'm really excited man to like see so many different people come out for cannabis so many like new events you know like man like in denver you can get picked up by a tesla and the driver will hand you some joints and take you to a dispensary. That's dope. Right? Isn't that great? And I'm sure they could do that in in Detroit too. But, you know, uh, I was just at an event the other day by one of my customers, Bloom County, and we have public consumption in Denver now. Uh, And they they rented out a public consumption place. I mean, it wasn't like affluent or high frills. It was kind of low brow. It was perfect. Just like it was almost just like you were in your, you know, backyard of of your buddy's house. That type of stuff is something we really need because in the past, you just go out into the alleys or the bathrooms or whatever, the bar, or the club, you get stoned and you come back in, you get paranoid. And, but yeah, it's great. Now we can go to socialize with, with cannabis, so to speak.
1: And that's gonna really changed the game. As well, man, like having uh, places like that, at least in my experience, going to events like that is less violence, less, you know, aggression and things like that. So real, real chill places. I'm excited to see those kind of start popping up all over the place out here.
0: Man, now, so so Michigan's gone recreational. They they have uh, rec shops all over now or are they just starting to come along online?
1: We got dispensaries. They're not officially rec shops yet. Um, okay. I think that'll kind of happen next year um, or, or sometime soon, hopefully. Um, but that'll be exciting to see how that goes down, It's to Don't see how the people. Out, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see that.
0: That's gonna be crazy. And many people don't realize the the how much the weed culture is in Michigan. Lots, of, lots of people, you know, have come to us or come through Michigan in some manner, and you know, it's it's one of those states that pop up. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I don't even know if if, if you realize this, but like. Michigan's got a history of growing weed and
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we always had good weed in here. I mean even when I first started smoking weed we used to have good weed back in Michigan uh, back here at home. So, um yeah, we uh and, and starting to become um, you know, one of the most popular in the region. If I had to, you know, kind of toot our own horn, we uh we really putting on and um and it's really gonna change the game once Auto City hits, man. Like Auto City is what I'm calling it. That's when the autoflower wave sweeps over the residents of Detroit, man. It's gonna be Auto City. It's gonna be amazing. Like I can't wait, man.
0: I can't wait. I see this. I see this vision, man. There's there's auto flowers growing in everybody's home. People are, are, are people are smoking out, giving weed to people. People are. People are cooking, cooking barbecues and potato salad with ganja in it. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. Everybody handing
1: out weed. It's going to be dope.
0: Man, how'd you come up with his name, Chef Anna?
1: I took the Anna out of cannabis. That way you can't spell it without me. You know, we're not going nowhere. <laughs> Chef Anna. <and> the <laughs> Chef Anna, I'm going to be down here cooking, man. I'm down here in the kitchen cooking. So Chef Anna can't spell it without me. So that's that's really simple. Easy. Like People people be on me about stuff like that, and they don't realize that it's actually all really simple. I'm just a guy that didn't want to pay for weed no more. Got to see. I took a mop bucket from under my sink, drilled holes in the bottom of it, got a cheap Chinese LED light, hung it in my closet, cleared the clothes. Matter of fact, the clothes, we didn't even clear them out the closet. I pushed them all the way to the side. <laughs> like, See what I'm saying?
0: Like
1: I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that
0: guy. It's that simple. Chef Anna, we in here. Oh We're shit! Here. So, so uh, people look at you wherever you go because you reek a weed. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're growing. You're growing ganja next to your clothes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Oh, you talk. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Probably so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know how it is. Like you got nose blind when you got it in the house.
0: So, um,
1: you know, like, yeah, people come over and they be like, yeah, it's loud as hell over here. Like it do not even really seem like it like that. So probably so. You're right. But <laughs> hey, man, I was doing whatever it was going to take to not pay for weed no more. I was doing whatever it was going to take. And that's what and that's what I embody. That's what Chef Anne is about doing whatever it takes, whatever the situation is, doing whatever it takes
0: to make it happen. Tell me about your grow. How do you, how do you like to grow your plants?
1: I like the shorter, medium sized plants. I like the plants that finish fast, anywhere between 65, 75 days from seed. Um, and I like to leave my lights on 24 hours. That way I can kind of start, you know, plants whenever I want. I might have some vegging in the corner, some flowering in this other corner. Uh, you'll really be able to see me probably use my full creativity when I get this grow room done. I am gonna have more space. So I can uh, experiment with larger plant sizes. You know, I've been a tent grower for the last couple of years. So stepping into the grow room um, is going to be really exciting uh, to kind of tackle those um, obstacles and challenges. If there are any, I think it could pretty much be relatively smooth man. just maintaining the environment and um, um, just keeping them on a rotation. That's really my growth style. Always dropping something new, keeping them in rotation.
0: So you're uh, you're you're grown in soil and pots. You you hand water. You organic. You use chemicals. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You want a super detail? No, yeah, just growing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm interested in all <laughs> of it, chef. I want to hear no, it all, no. man.
1: Uh, yeah, just uh, yep. Soil. Uh, I've dabbled in hydro before. Um, I found it. I'm I'm a simple guy. I like the more set it and forget it style of soil. You know, mixing up my nutrients, watering them, coming back a couple of days and recruiting. You know, checking up on them. Um, so yeah, I like uh, soil. I hand water them, and I spend a lot of time with my plants. Like if you follow me on the gram, you already know. I, I name my plants. Um, you know, I come down and talk to them. I play music for them. You know that kind of stuff. So like, I really, really get involved in my grow. Like, it's not just a, a, a op. It's not just an operation that I'm just trying to churn and burn and make some money. I Obviously, I give away weed. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I give away more than I've ever sold. I've never sold weed. Like, friends might come over and leave me a twenty dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? Take a handful of weed home, but I'm not selling weed. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's it's not for that. Like, I produce high quality bud that I can. Smoke And not have to ever pay for weed again. And what that led to was I used to say like, man, when I was in Atlanta, I was spending three hundred, four hundred dollars a month plus on weed. You know what I'm saying? Like even getting up here, I was spending close to three hundred dollars, four hundred a month. Um, we, ever since I stopped that, bro, it's been four years Been saving up all kind of money. We were able to move into a new house. You know what I mean? Got money to invest in a, in a, in a brand, in a business. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of revolution that's going to happen in America. When all of these people that are out here spending yeah. their, you know, like working their middle class jobs, spending 15, 20 percent of their paychecks on weed. Once they are able to start keeping that 15 to 20 percent of their money and start putting it back into their family and into their sales, you're going to see a new revolution in our country. People are going to have more money. People are going to have more money. People are going to be happier. You know what I mean? Like you'll see. Like, you said, it's already happened.
0: I've seen it happen. You know, I, I, we've been following weed my whole life. I left Georgia when I was a kid to go to California, and I saw how much good it did in all the communities where it was legalized right and and i've also seen the bad too but i I saw it happen in santa cruz i saw it happen in humboldt i saw it happen in denver you know i'm seeing it happen right now in uh oklahoma city is is when the weed industry comes in a bunch of stuff happens one is just an an influx of cool people right some of the coolest people ever have rolled into denver and oklahoma city and you know, all over the country where there's, you know, Spokane, Washington, where, where there needed to be a cool injection of people. And man, then like they've hired all these other people, all the locals, all new people also moved to the town to work for all these new entrepreneurs. Man, the housing values go up. People's quality of life goes up. Man, it totally transforms communities, man. When we moved to Denver in 2009, I remember going downtown, driving downtown, and there was just like this huge open-air drug prostitution market. People dealing crack, smoking heroin, right? Right on the park. Just hundreds of people. And then weed got legalized. Man, all that shit seemed to go away. Yeah. Right, like that same park today does not have that many people in there, and you walk in those same neighborhoods, and you don't get harassed by the you know local junkies and and whatnot, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's kind of, and I believe. It's because everybody started getting a little weed and, you know, if you need to self-medicate yourself, you're going to medicate with whatever it is and you get weed and and it's it's enough. And it starts to be where you can think about your life and the negative and positive things you're doing. And uh, I truly believe it is. I've seen it transform several communities. So you're right, man. It's going to change it all for us. It's going to help us change it.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely going to change everything. Um, and I'm, I'm a witness of it and to how it changed my life and my family. So um, I'm excited to see all the people that are, you know, jumping on board, growing their own at home, whatever you decide to grow. Like I said, I'm never going to be here to tell y'all what y'all should grow, but that y'all should grow your own. Um, I choose auto flowers because they fit my style and my personality perfectly. And um, I know there are a lot of people out there like me, and uh, I think autos would be
0: perfect for y'all too yeah absolutely man well hey man we're gonna have to get you uh um on some of our soil grower soil get you sponsored on a couple of things for that new grow room i'm excited about what you're doing and and uh, man i really appreciate you taking time out today to to chat with me it's been a great time man thank you
1: yeah absolutely i had a great time thanks for having
0: me. oh man that was a great episode i just really love what Chef Anna with the pot is doing, man. He, you know, he he he's really keeping the culture alive and developing new culture and really like pushing people's boundaries on on who they think cannabis users are. And you can really feel like the love and the energy he has for weed. And man, I just feel like me and Chef could uh sit here and, and chill and smoke pound after pound of fine ganja. I really enjoyed learning about autoflowers and something I've really been interested in and you know I'm I'm always a skeptic but I'll tell you what as soon as people start talking about it over and over and over again you can't just discount what's going on autoflowers really are the future in many many ways I mean they mimic the other same crops like potatoes and tomatoes and they have a certain amount of days in order for them to, to grow and be harvested. And it's just the same way. So uh, I definitely look for Autoflower Revolution. I've always seen it outside, but uh, wow, you know, Chef Anna's got me want to uh, grow a little ornamental autoflower. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to figure out who to, who to do that with. But Thanks again. Thanks for joining me. I know your time is uh, precious, and I really appreciate you listening to this episode of The Real Dirt.